Welcome to Metal Injections, the Squared Circle Pit. Today's special guest, Alexis from 3T. And now, here is your host, Rob Paspani. I can't believe February is almost over. We are on the road to WrestleMania. It's Rob. Thank you for tuning in to another fun, excellent, exciting, lovely edition of Squared Circle Pit. Probably shouldn't have taken a bomb rip before recording this intro, but here we are. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I have an awesome guest today, somebody who I've wanted to have on the show for a while, uh, Alexis from Three Teeth. This dude is awesome dude. Three Teeth is a great up-and-coming industrial band, and uh, Alexis has been going to PWG shows in L.A. We're going to be talking about that. Also, his best wrestling buddy is Tools, Adam Jones, and they go to Raw and and a bunch of stuff together and so we talk about how that friendship over wrestling formed and he tells cool stories about hanging out with the rock hanging meeting triple h all this cool stuff and we're getting into it <clears throat> and i honestly don't have much to talk about I ha- i've been a little out of the loop on pro wrestling uh but after after the interview i'm going to talk a little bit about new japan so uh, enjoy my talk with alexis from 3t now entering the squared circle pit from the industrial band Three Teeth with a fantastic logo, very metal and wrestling logo. I have Alexis Mincola on the line. Very excited for this. Alexis, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing, man? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I'm, I got to say, I'm very jealous. You're out in L.A. and I'm constantly seeing you posting photos very close at PWG shows. I've never been to a PWG show. I'm definitely going to try to make make it to one one of these days. But is that basically the greatest wrestling experience ever? I mean, without a doubt. It's like nothing really touches it. Um, and I've been really fortunate to be able to go to... I, was at, I think I've been the past three um, by virtue of Adam Jones just being like, dude, I got tickets, let's go. Um, and, you know, we've sort of become like little ringside buddies um, after we toured together. Um, and it's funny because... I uh, I was really into wrestling growing up, and I was like a state champion wrestler in high school, and wrestling was just always just a huge part of my life in general. Oh, wow. um, I think my, my high school yearbook quote was Mr. T. That I, I said, like, I put the, the wham and bam back into high school wrestling because <laughs> I... Uh, like people used to actually bring like signs and shit to my wrestling matches, and like I, I tried to like WWF it at my actual wrestling matches, which is funny because my fucking coach hated it. Um, because high school wrestling is all about sort of keeping this sort of like, you know, level head and, you know, like it's all about not sort of a, there's no pageantry involved in high school wrestling. Right. Uh, it's more about the sport than the entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and, and, and there's sort of this like vigilant sportsmanship where it's like, so not about doing that type of shit. And, uh, you know, I, I was just super into that shit and it was funny because, you know, as you get older, it was I just sort of got less focused on that stuff and I, I went to, to school in Rome and just kind of came back and I was just so far removed from it. Um, and, you know, Adam from Tool sort of like completely rekindled it in me uh, as we sort of went on tour and talking about wrestling stuff and it was like, when we get back, we should go check this out. And it's funny because it's like sort of uh, turned me into a voracious wrestling fan again over the past year, which is funny. So Adam oh, got- Adam got you into PWG, you're saying? Like, he was like, when we go back, we got to go to Reseda? Yeah, I, because honestly, I had no idea about Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Like, it's something that, like, it wasn't, like, in my in my mind's eye at all. It was just completely, like, I knew that, I knew there was some good independent pro wrestling, but I just didn't, I didn't think of it as something that was going to be better than, say, WWE, for example. Um, and the first one I went to, I was, like, fucking floored. Like, the crowd alone it just makes it like the room is electric. It's this like hot little box out in Reseda, the American Legion. And, you know, it's like, it's like family. Like everyone there knows each other. Everyone has the same seats. Like everyone knows like this sort of like, I don't know. It's just like this really intimate sort of electric experience, which is just wild. You know? Yeah. It seems like kind of like a punk rock venue for wrestling in a sense. And another thing I bet, like, you know, Adam Jones from tool, big star but i bet when he goes there like no one's geeking out over him right like everyone's just there for the wrestling 
Yeah, totally. And I think that's also why he likes it. I feel like it's a place where he gets sort of treated like just any other dude. I mean, obviously people come up and want to say they're like, their hellos to him and take some photos here and there. But, you know, he's such a level-headed guy in general that he's not really like, you know, he's not like some like self-inflated ego rock star dude. Right. Um, but yeah, no, and it's, it's, yeah, it's this sort of like really cool kind of homegrown experience. Also, I just think the wrestling is actually better wrestling. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I sort of compare it. I was talking with, with, with Adam about it a, a few times where, you know, as a band that, you know, we were playing small club shows. And then when Adam sort of got into my band and he was like, hey, let's, I want to take you guys on tour. I think it'd be really fun. And, you know, then we're playing arenas. And as much as I love playing arenas, I really like playing small venues because it's like as Danny Carey once told me as we were talking about, you know, the sort of evolution from playing small shows to to arenas he's like those small rooms it's like you just see everyone in the eye and you got to kill every motherfucker in that room and it's like i feel like that's the way these guys are wrestling like they're wrestling for every single person in that room as opposed to the arena shows like i was just at raw the other day and like you know and i was sitting ringside which is fucking amazing but it's like they're not wrestling for even the people that are ringside or anyway it's like I, it's I a know. tv it's, taping it's not it's, a, it, it's, it's not for the crowd yeah yeah it's not for the crowd at all and and it's just that I was in the same week I was at Pro Wrestling Gorilla and then Raw and it just it felt just so night and day to me Um, I mean obviously Raw is fun for the the scale of production and and just you know the the, the actual like you know the superstars that are there it's amazing but you know it's just they can't touch Pro Wrestling Gorilla at all yeah I had I had a very similar revelation over SummerSlam weekend because SummerSlam was here in New York and I haven't really gone to too many WWE shows in the last few years. And I remembered why when I was at SummerSlam. Now, I, had, I, I don't want to shit on the experience at all. It was great. I had really good seats. I was very lucky with that. I was on the floor. But it, it, I echo your sentiment in that it was very clear that it wasn't as intimate. Like uh, here in New York, we have Evolve, which is Gabe Sapolsky's promotion. And I'd like to think it's sort of like the East Coast PWG very similar rosters, very similar like diehard crowd, and it's 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 like at this Latino nightclub that fits like two hundred people, and it's so like everyone's so crushing and, and and it's so passionate and exciting and and the wrestlers you know if someone's heckling you, you the wrestler you will hear it. <laughs> There's yeah. no way to avoid it. Yeah, because it's no, so it, tight. It, it was really funny. So. Um... So we were out at, at, at the Reseda, and I'm sitting there, and, and Jones was on his phone for a second. I mean, he's just had a second baby, and he's, you know, texting with his wife and stuff like that. And in the middle of the match, Trent just screams, Adam Jones! And Adam pops up, and he's like, dude, I'm wrestling right now. That hurts my feelings. And Jones just, just like, slunk down into his seat and put his phone away. Or it's like, that's the type of experience that you're getting. Like, if you're on your phone... Like someone's gonna call you out from the ring. That's uh, insane, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like that whole experience, and there's so much crowd interaction with, with, uh, with the ring, and it's like it's just whole part of the show. It's like, and you know, the, the amount of people that like are fixtures in there that like, it's like everyone knows each other. It's like half the ring is per, uh, the the crowd is also performing with them, which I think is a really, you know, like the first time I saw it, I was just sort of just like I, I just. I felt like I was at a high school reunion of a high school I didn't go to or something like right. that. Right, yeah. The crowd is a part the crowd is a cast member, I feel. Yeah. Especially absolutely. in PWG. Absolutely. But even I feel like even in WWE the crowd is, you know, just as important as the two wrestlers in the ring. And it's kinda why I feel like the cruiserweight show is so weak because the crowd is so dead that yeah. it kinda of, like they're doing these spectacular moves and having a great match, but the crowd doesn't care, so they're not yeah. It doesn't come off as cool as it should be. And yeah. conversely, they could sometimes completely reject what's going on in the ring. And it could be its own form of entertainment, like the Royal Rumble that Roman Reigns won. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like the ring doesn't get charged up during those cruiserweights for sure. Um, it was really funny. So at Raw, they were uh, they were taping. Um, and I don't really know what the movie was, but The Rock was there. So he was doing like... 
essentially like helping the director because uh, they needed to get crowd shots. So at the end of the at the end of um, Raw, you know, they're like stick around. We're shooting a movie. The Rock comes in. He's in the ring holding the mic and he's sort of doing his thing. Like, hey guys, we're making a movie, you know. And he's just sort of you know doing his crowd control about like, oh, we're going to need you to do like this is awesome chant. We're going to need you to do like all these sort of things. Um, and obviously, The Rock has amazing crowd control, but during it, they would just start chanting uh, CM Punk to the point where it was like. Like, like, just like in this rebellious sort of like, yeah, you can try and control us from your movie where we're still going to be a WWE crowd. Like, it was just the best. So I got to the point where he just like, he's like, all right, fine. I'm just going to call up CM Punk right now and put him on speaker. And everyone was just like freaking out. It was really funny. Yeah, I, I, I watched a little video clip. The reason yeah. is, so the movie is about <coughs> Paige, who's a WWE Mm-hmm. women's competitor and her family all of her her entire family are wrestlers her mom and dad are wrestlers she said that her mom was wrestling with her like two months pregnant because she oh, didn't well. know she was pregnant yet and there was this documentary on bbc a few years ago that the rock saw and was so moved by it that he uh optioned it for a movie and they, so they were shooting oh. it so he's producing that movie which is why he yeah. was helping out with it and the thing that they were shooting was pages debut where she won the the divas title on her first night at raw against aj lee who is married to cm punk which is why probably they were Uh, interesting interesting uh so you so you were there you're with adam jones and i know like adam jones is is friends with triple h Mm -hmm. and he's calling his good and i've seen photos you guys go backstage and you hung out with the rock yeah so backstage at raws i mean it's it's the second time i've done it over there and it's it's such an interesting scene where, like, you know, Rick Rubin is always backstage at Raw, um, which is just always funny to me. And, like, he was with Vincent Gallo. Like, they strolled in together, and it's, like, wow. such, a, yeah, it's such a strange, <laughs> like, duo of dudes going to watch a wrestling match. But, like, you know, I mean, uh, Oscar De La Hoya and his kids are there one day, uh, not this past time, but the time before that. And, you know, so we're all back there eating because they actually have an amazing spread, as you can imagine. Um very high in protein. And so we were just all certain of sitting around eating. And as we were finished up and I saw like X-Pac and, um, my friend, big Dave, who's like Danzig's bodyguard, who I just started to become a good buddy with. And we actually, after the last raw, we, uh, me, big Dave and X-Pac, we went out to Enzo Amore's place and there was a big after party. So I got to hang out with a lot of these guys and, and get sort of stony with them, which is really fun. So, you know, it was good to sort of see some of these guys. And afterwards I was like, or this past time I saw The Rock back there, which to me was like, I'm not going to pass up an opportunity to go say hi to The Rock. Do you know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was funny because I was like, Adam, like, you know, I, I was like, Adam, you should be in the picture. Adam was like, no way, dude, I'll freeze up. I'm just such a fan. I don't know what to say. And I'm like, all right, fine, you got to take the picture then. So it was just hilarious to me that, like, there is Adam Jones with, like, almost being too shy to go say hi to The Rock. So I went up and I was like, hey, man, just want to say I'm just a huge fan. You know, figured it'd be an honor just to say hello. And he's like, first thing he says to me, he's like, he's like, so what's up? Are you a wrestler? What's your deal? And I'm like, you do have the look, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's like, I'm like, nah, I'm in a band. He's like, really? You're in a band? He's like, you wasted all this size to go be in a band. He's like, and he's like, started to give me some shit for it. And I started talking about wrestling. And then my friend that I was with, um, is a, is a film director, um, you know, rep by CAA, who does a lot of comic book stuff, and he's sort of doing his directorial debut. And he had actually gotten the Lobo script, that I'm a huge fan of comics, and so Rock was loosely tied to that. And so it was funny because my friend Matt started talking to him. He's like, hey, in a few years, let's talk Lobo. Cause, and then Rock started, eh, and then he kind of got him the Lobo thing, which is cool because. Yeah, there we were talking wrestling bands and comic books uh, backstage, which was just sort of a surreal. Awesome, <laughs> and yeah, super surreal. And he was just—I mean, he's as nice and as charming and as and as, as sort of electrifying as you can imagine. Like that dude's smile just lights up a room. Um, yeah, and and not not a sense of an ego or anything, just totally down to earth kind yeah, of guy. Down to earth, super nice, but like also like not nice to the point where it's insincere, kind of like. Like he'll still kind of bust your balls a little bit, nice, right, know, right, right. Like a, like a real a real nice, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, and then and so the last time you went, uh, I saw there was like a photo of you guys and like Triple H and Stephanie. Yeah. What, what was like meeting those those two? 
Well, it's really cool because Adam is really tight with with Paul and Stephanie, um, and you know, it's like after every sh- after you know the past couple times, we all sort of hang out, and there's sort of like an under kind of parking lot where some of the buses are, and we all kind of like tend to powwow out there, and and you know, it's it's been really nice to kind of get to know them. They're like super sweet people, um, and the first time, so I actually met Triple H in Orlando when we toured with tool, um, after, after the show, cause some of them came out and so it's like, you know, the, the, I think maybe the fourth time I've met him or something like that. So at this point it's like, there's a little bit of rapport, which is cool. So Adam has been really insistent upon, cause Adam's a big fan of our music and he's like, dude, he's like, your music is so pro wrestling. You got to get it into like, you know, some sort of ring entrance. So he's like, gave triple H the CD then. And he was like, you got to listen to it, Paul, blah, blah, blah. And then, so finally, Triple H came up to me this past one and was like, he's like, dude, I heard this stuff. It's really badass. He's like, I think I've got a guy, you know, he's like, cause the whole thing is like, we just need to find the right character for it. And he's like, and I think we've got a situation that'll work for it. And I just can't really talk about it right now on this thing because it's sort of a, you know, it's going to happen in May um, if it does happen. But that's where I was like, dude, we got a new record. So oh, maybe wow. he'll hold off on that but there might be a possibility of placing some music which would be just such a fucking dream um, it's so surreal like you know next year wrestlemania three, uh, three teeth playing to like hundreds of a hundred thousand people yeah i mean that to me <laughs> like you know and i and i told him that because you know this the previous time he was sort of going like you know it's in the hat man and i was like dude that's like so all i can say is yeah, i really appreciate that and you know, he's such a funny dude, too. He's that, that same level of sort of, like, really nice, but will also kind of bust your balls about some stuff. He's, like, really he's, – he's really jokey. He likes to, like, um, you know, sort of like that kind of, like, locker room style kind of comedy. Um, yeah, just ribbing, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, like exactly. busting balls. Yeah. yeah, and Stephanie's such a sweetheart. Um, we've talked for a while because – I didn't know she – I grew up in Massachusetts, and I didn't know, like, she grew up in, like, Yarmouth, which is, like – you know, 30 minutes from where I grew up, which was cool. So we kind of talked a lot about that and stuff, but, um, yeah, she's just like super, like, you know, obviously her on-air persona is so grating and like, yeah, you know. no, but it's, yeah, but it's so funny. Cause uh, it's funny. Cause the same thing happened with, um, with Charlotte when, uh, not this past time, but the previous time I went and like, you know, she's, they have these, these personas that are these sort of, you know, these heels and these sort of like these bad guys. And you're sort of like, you know, uh, you almost like hate them during the match. It was funny because I was ringside, so she could see me, and then she came out after. She was like, "Hey, you know, I'm actually pretty nice in, in in real life." And I was like, "Obviously," but you know, it's cool. Like when they sort of they break that that wall with you, and you sort of get to meet them and sort of, you know, get a little bit of a their their real life persona. But yeah, they're just sweet, hardworking, intelligent people. Um, I think that that goes across the board for like everyone I've met in in, in pro wrestling. It's like they are like the blue collar rock star sort of like they're not pretentious sort of like oh i'm some you know super fancy you know uh, actor actress type of thing they're, these are people that have worked so hard to get to where they are and, and use their bodies and, and and put themselves through these sort of very strenuous sort of like it's like manual labor do you know what i mean it's like becoming a, a manual labor rock star or something it's to me oh, it's for like, sure yeah these people are, are are just super down to earth you know and it's really cool and um, I respect it. You know, I respect it a lot. I think it's one of the hardest things in the world to do. You know, that and maybe comedy, which it's funny because I feel like they both share some strange DNA. You know? Yeah, uh, comedy is just you know cutting a promo. It's like the wrestling without the the, the you know physical contact without the, without the testosterone. Yeah, exactly. uh, for sure. Yeah, like I was watching on Comedy Central, they had a roast battle that Jeff Ross was hosting, and that was. That was just the entertainment aspect of sports entertainment. You know, it was a tournament. Yeah. Everyone was roasting each other and like insulting each other and cutting, essentially cutting promos on each other. You know, totally, so, man. Totally. So it, was, yeah. it was absolutely that. Uh, so I'm curious now, uh, how did you get into wrestling? Like, do you remember your earliest memories of wrestling? How did it start for you? How did the fascination I mean, begin? My earliest memories of wrestling were like, you know, the Ultimate Warrior and you know, fucking Rowdy Rowdy Piper and that whole area, Macho Man, and, you know, I used to have those fucking wrestling buddies. I mean, I'm, I'm 34 years old. So, like, you know, to me, it was, like, that that whole era that really started to pop off where, I mean, the amount of merchandising that was just, like, you know, like, all I wanted was wrestling toys, you know? Like, I had the full ring and I had all the characters and, you know, it's, like, to me, that was... Same here, you know, yeah. 
I was all into it. (laughs) How did you not get into wrestling at that point? Do you know what I mean? I feel like it was it was such an important part of pop culture at that time that, you know, there were these characters that were like literally larger than life. You know, like I'd never even seen people that look like that. And I was really into comic books. So to me, it was sort of like, um, you know, these sort of real life superheroes in a way that to me I thought was really cool. You know? Yeah, I absolutely I do remember like what, what was like one of the earlier like who were your, you said Ultimate Warrior? So like, I mean, Ultimate you... Warrior was like like just the coolest thing in the world to me. I yeah. mean, I do, it's like jacked beyond belief. He just made no <laughs> sense. He was just like, you know, just sputtering insanity and sort of like metaphysical context. And I was just like, what is this guy talking about? What is this guy? Is this guy a real human being? Like, what's, what's going on? So you know? was, I guess, WrestleMania six was very big for you then. Yeah. When yeah. you won the title. Yeah. I mean, I, and it's funny because like, I remember, and I can't remember what, what exactly it was, but I remember going to the Boston Garden with my uh, my good friend Liam and his dad, and you know we saw like a million a million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. I remember seeing Demolition come out. I remember thinking those dudes. I'm like, those are some badass dude Demolition. Um, so I slightly got obsessed with those guys, which is probably why I, I have all this sort of like leathery, leather clad sort of bondage aesthetic. Um, yeah, I mean, their aesthetic was awesome. I love Demolition. Yeah. Sure they had Crush cool. come in and there was a trio. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, and like, there's nothing really like that right now. I feel like there's so much room for something like that. Um, but yeah, you know, that whole era to me was, was, was so fucking awesome, dude. You know? And now what about like, so wrestling came before music or was it kind of concurrent? Like how? Oh, dude, wrestling came way before music. I was probably like, you know, six, seven years old when I was into this. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things that, you know, obviously when I was in through high school, it still carried over, but it wasn't like as serious of a passion. It was when I was a little kid, you know? Yeah. So what, so kind of like when you kind of became a teenager, you fell out of it? No, I still I still watched it. I mean, back because I was I was I was um, I started I started wrestling in seventh grade, and then obviously started taking it really seriously in one states and like my junior year and then senior year I was obviously the captain and you know it, it was weird because that's sort of like when Kurt Angle came in, which was he was an Olympic wrestler, so I had a tremendous amount of respect for it, and then yeah. it's kind of brought me back into like oh you know there's this still interesting crossover between the athleticism of these guys and um you know and then Brock Lesnar who is a, a big collegiate wrestler as well and you know there's there's um there's always been good crossover there and yeah. I just the pageantry of it was something like I tried to carry into my high school wrestling career which um was definitely probably a terrible <laughs> idea um did you try to have like an entrance theme and, and stuff and like have a have like a have gear on to take off when you I, I got yelled at by a referee so bad one time that they pulled me down in the locker room and they're like i will ban you from the league if you do what you did again because i pinned a kid with this uh it was essentially like a guillotine but i had a free arm and i flexed to the crowd ah. <laughs> as i pinned him and Mike, the look on my coach's face was horrified. Um, and uh, it was just, yeah, it was a bad scene. It was something that was like, you know, in retrospect, was was kind of awesome, but also a really shitty idea. Um, and I think I did get banned for like two matches or something like that. But yeah, you know, it's just trying to, it's trying to hot shot it. You know. So you started amateur wrestling specifically because you were a wrestling fan. Like, was your goal to be a wrestler? Like, have you, or did you consider it at the time? No, I grew up in Boston. I couldn't skate for shit, and I couldn't shoot a basketball. And I was in boarding school. I had to play a sport, so uh. I was sort of default was like, I guess I'm gonna wrestle in seventh grade. Um, and then I got pinned every single match my first year of wrestling in seventh grade. And at that point, I was like, I'm not letting that happen again. So I started like really training in like eighth grade, and sort of that's where I started like working out and getting in the weight room, and sort of like you know, it was, it was sort of a strange, uh, like fuck that moment. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go out like that. And then came back and and, and sort of worked my way up as a as a sort of formidable wrestler, and you know, to winning state in New England title championships that's cool and then so what how, like how far did you pursue that when did you kind of give that up well i was actually it was weird because i was supposed to either play football or wrestling in college but i didn't i honestly i kind of like hated wrestling by the time i was done with it because i had to cut weight and it was just such like a it was sort of love-hate relationship with how difficult it was um and 
all-consuming like it was just everything like your your win my winter was just dominated by things like uh not enjoying my life because i couldn't eat certain things and having to fucking you know wear plastic suits and ride fucking stationary bikes in fucking hot rooms um and so as i was supposed to potentially play you know uh football or or wrestle in college um i decided to just go to rome and study instead and get as far away from like everything that i knew as possible um and at that point, I just sort of walked away from it. I kind of walked away from all my sports, and then that's when I started to kind of develop, I guess, the other side of my brain, which was more artistic, things like music and things like, you know, um, you know, academics, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, studied, I studied political science, which I literally use for nothing. Um, <laughs> Aside from dinnertime conversation, perhaps. So then basically, like, in college, you kind of, that's kind of when you fell out of it, and then touring with Tool is what kind of drew you back in? Yeah, I mean, I, I still always sort of had like, you know, uh, one eye sort of like lazily on it, sort of like always kind of watching. Um, but yeah, I, I, if I you're that the, diehard, you can't just yeah. give up. <laughs> and I think, the, I think the product sort of like wavered a little bit for yeah. me. I think an era that for me, like I just, I personally like never really got into the CM Punk thing. Like I just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And uh, you know, I just, I personally like more of just, I guess what they call like the attitude error. Um, so for me, it was like the last was like, you know, I really, I like Stone Cold was awesome. The Rock was awesome. There's characters that for me were, were still that sort of larger than life. And I think the storylines were hilarious. And, you know, there was shit that like, I think after that, it just, you know, when it just turned into like some guy's name, I was just always like, who's that guy? Why would I, why do I care about him? You know? Yeah, I feel that was a, definitely a weak, uh, like the my early 20s, our early 20s, because we were around the same age, was definitely a weak point. For me personally, though, I thought CM Punk was one of the few th like shining lights in that time. Yeah. But but it, I'm, I'm certainly a little biased because I saw him come up, especially in Ring of Honor, when like at that time, Ring of Honor was for like a diehard wrestling fan, the only good wrestling. Because yeah. ECW went out of business, WWE is doing their own like sports entertainment thing, and it was just way too, like, I don't know, like the work rate was awful. And Ring of yeah. Honor was the only place to see actual good matches. And those early Ring of Honor shows, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but they remind me a lot of what is going on in Reseda now. It was also in like a shitty gym, <laughs> with like 200 people that are just diehard Philly, New York wrestling fans, you know, still held over from the ECW yeah. thing. So it, it was much cooler. And so I think because of that, like I always was rooting for Punk yeah. in WWE with the hopes that like, oh, it would open the door for some of these other guys. Because at the time it was like the best wrestling in the world and nobody knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have a tremendous respect for him, and it's funny because, like, if you ask Jones, like, who his favorite wrestler is, he says CM Punk, which to me, like, you know, we've had this conversation before, which, you know, I get it. It just, it just totally, like, it just wasn't my thing personally. Um, you know, I just, I like a different brand of, I guess, style of wrestling, maybe. Um, so what, but, what, what do you, what are your, like, I personally love cruiserweights. I love the high spots. And then I love super heavyweights. What are your yeah, what are exactly. your styles? That's, that's sort of what I'm into. I mean, I just I just love like that's like I keep saying this sort of larger than life, just giant, just like dudes that are just you know suplexing the shit out of each other, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who are who are your dudes right now? Like uh, let's start like with WWE. Let's narrow it just to that. Who are the guys that you? I mean, it's kind of cool that Goldberg's back. You know, I think. Um, I mean, that's pretty sweet. I mean, I've always been a Brock Lesnar fan. I just think the yeah. sheer power of that dude is just fucking awesome. And, you know, the fact that, you know, I watched this documentary on Brock Lesnar not too long ago. I don't know if you've seen it, but that dude was kind of a savage his whole life. Yeah. You know, like, like, like his whole thing was just this sort of like corn-fed, just mid-country, mid, mid just madman. And yeah. I just, there's something about that that I think is awesome. So, I mean, Lesnar, I've just always been a big big fan of, and the fact that he crossed over into MMA and was just beating the shit out of people, too, which is kind of cool to see people like, eh, you know, like, WWE's a bunch of pussies, it's fake, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we'll take that guy out of there and put him in there and he'll kick your ass, too, which, you know. <laughs> yeah, Lesnar is definitely my favorite right now, for kind of like, because he's so legitimate and a badass. And he's the only guy up until this Goldberg feud where, like, he's a heel and they push him as a, like, he never cowered. He always fucked yeah. people up. And he's believably scary. He wrestles unlike anybody <laughs> on the roster right now. 
Totally. Uh, I'm curious about their match at WrestleMania. You know, like I'm, I kind of like for the most part, I think Goldberg's going to win the world title at Fastlane. He's going to beat Kevin Owens. There's a yeah. part of me that thinks there might be some sort of screw job in there where like either Triple H interferes or Brock Lesnar costs Goldberg the title, but I just don't see Goldberg losing. You know, like it would make it wouldn't make sense. They didn't to... they didn't bring him back for him to lose, you know what I mean? Or, or like... to lose to Kevin Owens at least. Yeah, to lose to Kevin Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I feel like KO sort of at the end of his little thing for some reason, it's sort of like starting to implode. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, uh, which is weird because I feel like that promo he did last week, like that was the character. That's what the character should have been this whole time. He's he was like a bit too cowardly. I felt it kind of like killed it for me. Yeah, it was a little weird for sure. Uh, but so with this Brock Lesnar Goldberg match, the thing that I'm like, I don't want to say concerned, but that you know, like, is Goldberg can't really have long matches. If a Goldberg match goes longer than two minutes, the only good Goldberg match I've ever seen longer than two minutes was his match against DDP at Halloween Havoc all those years ago, which was yeah. fantastic. Other than that, it's always just like the Goldberg is good for like a spear or two and a jackhammer and let's go home. <laughs> yeah, it was like the, 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 the main event at, at Raw last week or this past week was... Um, was the big show and um, oh Braun Strowman yeah yeah which to me like I'm like I, this is gonna be fun but it's also gonna be a you know I don't know I mean like dude like the big show's old that dude's got like blasted knees and and you know I just yeah there's only like, so much they could do yeah exactly uh, and it's funny because there's a couple times where you know they were like kind of faking going up onto like the the third rope and you're like oh, oh yes hey. you're like oh, and you're like no obviously not so that's not gonna happen they yeah. all yeah like when he when big show was teasing the superplex i'm like no way yeah, yeah no yeah. way he can <laughs> lift Braun Strowman like that no no definitely not um but that guy's fucking awesome by the way i mean i think that guy he's just incredibly athletic and i think that you know Braun Strowman's like that guy's got a he's got a huge career ahead of him you know? yeah oh i agree and you know like he's getting over with me. Like I was kind of like, not, I was like, ah, another big guy, you know, like another great colleague or whatever, but he's, yeah. he's doing really well. And, and if he keeps improving, I think he's going to be a, a highlight for sure. Yeah. I think, I think he's going to develop, um, sort of kind of like coming into his own, I guess. You know, yeah. Before. Wrestling needs, wrestling needs a variety of, of lo- like sizes, you know, like, Big guys, fat guys, little guy. I think everybody needs to be in there because that's what makes it the most fun is the, the it's variety. That's true. true. Uh, so what about PWG? Who are your guys there? Um, I mean, Ricochet is just fucking just insane oh, to watch. Ricochet, absolutely, yes. I just I just feel like 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 nothing is even as good as that guy. Like I just feel like I see that dude do stuff that I'm like, why is this guy not in WWE? And obviously there's so many weird political things that are involved in that stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, with him, it's like I'm, I'm almost insulted at how easy he makes all of these insane moves look. Wow. Like, it's always so flawed. He never messes up. It's insane. He's so, he's so athletic. Um, yeah. He's amazing. And, dude, he, he had this match, um, was it two weeks ago, with, with Leo Rush, mm-hmm. uh, which they brought to PWG for the first time. Um, I actually saw him wrestle. I went to Pacific Coast Wrestling down in, like, Long Beach. There's yeah. another one out here, which they're trying to sort of be like a PWG thing. Um, it's not quite there, but uh, RVD sort of is like their main dude. Um, and they had some good matches. They had a lot of filler matches, but I saw Leo Rush down there, and I'm like, that was the best match that I'd seen down there. So it was cool to see him in the ring against Ricochet. And that match was insane, dude. It was just fucking nuts. It was one of the best things I'd ever seen. Um, so, I look forward to that. Yeah, that. Uh, Leo Rush, I've seen him here on the East Coast too. He also wrestles at Evolve. And yeah, he's only, it's crazy. He's only twenty-two. Really? Yeah, he's super young. Wow, it's insane. Like, what? What? Like, I, I was such a fuck up at twenty-two. This guy's already touring the fucking country, yeah. <laughs> being yeah. a kick-ass wrestler. Uh, so, in terms of other guys, I mean, I think Jeff Cobb is a is a fucking oh awesome yes. Um, he's just like I don't know, dude. Just talk about athletic and yeah. strong L, and um, he's got that. That uh, that tag team, the the with Matt Riddle, chosen, yeah, the yes. chosen bros, which is just it's, I love it's it. Just, it's just fucking hilarious. Everything yeah. about it is hilarious. Um, 
It's like there's such an odd couple up there. And I don't know. They just like turn the crowd up, which is great, which is really fun. I'm surprised. Um, like Jeff Cobb, he auditioned for WWE a few years ago. And they were like, oh, you don't really have the look for us at the time. I think this was when John Laurinaitis was, was head of talent before Triple H. And really? like now I'm like, I can't like I don't understand how they don't sign. He's so good. Like he needs to. I guess he's on Lucha. Yeah, I mean, I don't It's so weird because I, I sort of like talked to Triple H about some of that stuff because I was like seeing if I could get some some in, insider knowledge. Yeah. It was like, you know, it's just, it's just, there's a million different components about why certain guys make sense and why they don't. It's just, you know, just, it's just, and I'm like, oh, right, I'm not going to dig any but, um, and then of course the young bucks, I think the young bucks are just fucking awesome, dude. Yes. Those, dudes, those dudes are just crazy entertaining, like all the fun little dialogue in between their moves and just, you know, yeah. I don't know. You know, I used, I used to think that they were very overrated. And I'm like, ah, they're, just, you know, like, typical criticism. Like, oh, they're just spot monkeys. But yeah. then, like, they would be on every show. <laughs> yeah. And always they would have the best match. Like, I couldn't argue, like, that was the best match of the show. You know, spot monkeys or not. And well, like, a six-man six uh, tag, tag team tornado match. Like, mm-hmm. last, it was just fucking crazy, dude. Um and they had uh, they have Adam Cole on their side now. Uh, and the whole thing, like, it's just awesome, man. And yeah, at the beginning, I was like, are these guys like poor man, the poor man's Hardy Boys, or like what, what, what are right. these dudes? And then you know, after seeing them a few times, I'm like, they're fucking, they're one of the best. Yeah. Uh, at the next PWG show, I just saw that it's going to be the Young Bucks versus Ricochet and Seidel versus Pentagon Junior and Phoenix. And like when I saw <laughs> that. I'm like, man, how much is a ticket to LA? I need to that see this match. Crazy. That, I mean, that's that's the that's the perfect match. It's like anything I'd want to see in PWG. Yeah, uh, I think Pentagon Junior is gonna be, if not a right, like he's gonna be such a big star. Him and Phoenix together. Uh, were you at those? Uh, the Phoenix it... had a great. Phoenix had a really great match last time. He's awesome. What was it like? Was it the All Star Weekend or Battle of Los Angeles? Did you go to that? Uh, it was like a few months ago or whatever, and like so. It was, Phoenix and Pentagon versus the Young Bucks. No, I've never seen Pentagon wrestle, which is kind of driving me nuts. I've like top three, and I went down to. He's like um, one. Of, he's one of the most uh, metal dudes in yeah. wrestling right now. He's so. How about the fact that like when we toured, uh, we were the second tour we did the tour, so it was like our technically our Halloween show, even though it was before Halloween. We're in like Arkansas, and Adam Jones dressed up as Pentagon. Oh, that's right. Oh man, that's so like uh, that to me. That is so fucking cool. Like, yeah. like I'm so... no, dude, he looked he looked amazing too. Yeah. It was like fucking spot on. And you know, when you're in the arena, you can't really tell because certain people are really far away. So he just looked fucking so scary to so many people. And I don't know, it just like it showed. It just wanted to show you, like, if if he if Tool did add a little bit more pageantry to their shit at times like that, it would just be like insane. You know, yeah. Like, Get a, get a little flip naughty, see what happens, you know? <laughs> well, like, earlier you kind of alluded to this, just, like, really, like, what was the first, so, like, Adam was a fan of you guys, he invited you guys to tour with them. How did mm-hmm. you guys start talking about wrestling? How did that come up? Because he has, like, wrestling, like, so, when you when you tour on that stage, on that, on that scale, you sort of have, like, a, you know, your wardrobe, that's like that big case that like, you know, your people wheel up and put in your dressing room. And then like mm-hmm. his pedal board is just like, it looks like a piece of history because it's like all these like little pictures on it and sort of all his pedals. And like he has all this wrestling stuff all over his stuff. Like he's diehard. Um, so, you know, I started talking to him about wrestling and then we just sort of like, you know, opened up that can of worms. And next thing you know, we're sitting ringside at, at PWG. You know? And, and Adam follows it all. He's, like, hardcore. He's, he keeps up with the weekly shows and the pay-per-views and stuff. Yeah, and it's funny because I think less of it lately just because he had a, a second kid because I remember I was, like, talking about stuff ringside. And he's like, dude, I'm just sort of out of it. I've just sort of been dad mode. But, yeah, I mean, he, like, he, he, he tends to, to stay on top of it, definitely. And, like, what about you? Like, how on top of it are you now? Do you watch every week? Do you just watch the pay-per-views? I, I just kind of go online and on, on, on Instagram because I've been so busy lately. But like Instagram definitely keeps me sort of updated, strangely enough, because I just sort of watch highlights of certain things, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, you're not the first person to tell me that because there's just so much content now. Like WWE itself produces seven, eight hours of wrestling a week now. How do you keep up with all of that? Yeah, it's really tough, you know. Um, 
and to me it's also it's one of the things i just really like going there like to me it's like like i'm not super into watching from home as mm -hmm. much as i like, and I, I don't watch that much shit at home in general. I'm not like just one of those people who play in front of the TV because I, I have been so busy lately. But going to these events, like going to Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, is like, it's funny because I've tried to watch some stuff or, you know, I try, when I try to explain what's going on at that place to people and I'll like send them a YouTube video or something like that, it like does not capture it at no. all. It's like you definitely just have to go. And it's funny because I think it's about like, so this past time I went, uh, LA Weekly was there, and they were doing a story on it, and they were taking pictures of the crowd and stuff, and, like, I don't know, I just feel like, for what's been, like, this sort of, like, little gem, I can tell is going to start to be, like, a little bit more, like, they're going to have to move at some point, right? I don't know. I mean, It just seems, yeah, like, how do they keep up with the demand? Well, I think it's kind of been like that for a while, though, like, last year, Sofia Vergara and Joe Vimentilio, or however you pronounce his last name, they yeah. showed up. Yeah. You know, like it's it's definitely kind of like the Ronda, trendy Ronda thing. Rousey was there. Uh, oh yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's a big fan. Like one of the people, yeah. like one of her friends in the Four Horsewomen. Now she's training yeah. to be a wrestler. I forget her name though. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they're gonna have to. I mean, I don't know. I think they're afraid like they're gonna lose some of the magic because there's something about how dysfunctional that place is that it's like it's kind of hilarious. Like the PA always breaks. Dude, the ring broke last time I was there. Yeah, I heard. I read about it that like so their regular ring got burnt down, so they had a backup yeah, ring and it got exactly. Burnt. And then the backup ring like essentially just completely broke on one side, and like we're all just sitting there because like they wrestled through the match, and I was like, everyone was just like, oh my god, this is so dangerous. Like the ring is going to collapse. Like get the, like everyone was just kind of freaking out, like biting their nails, like get everyone out of the ring. This is fucked. And <laughs> you know, finally they took like an hour break to fix the ring, and I'm like, it still didn't look fixed. You know, it wasn't even. Like you can see when the ring is flat, and like. You know, the whole, like, I don't know. And we're surprised it didn't completely collapse on them, to be honest. Yeah, but, that, that had to be weird just waiting for them to fix the ring, too, at, like, 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, I mean, the, thing, the thing went to, like, I don't know. I think I was going super late. It sounds like get out of it, like, one thirty or something. But that's, I guess that's part of the fun. It's like, totally. do you ever get tired if it's, like, 1230, like, I got to go to bed, or you, your adrenaline is just pumping so hard that you're like, fuck yeah, it. Dude, that, that room is, like, everything about it is just, like, it's it, there's there's so much energy in there. Like, it's when you get out of there, you're exhausted, which is funny. Because it's so hot in that fucking room, too. It's crazy. It's, like, 100 degrees in that room, and it's, like, disgusting. And it's, like, when you finally, like, you know, you have this sort of intermissions where you go outside. So it is kind of nice even having a little break, like, oh, we got an hour break to go hang out and, like, grab some food and come back and maybe, like, you know. Like, not feel so suppressed by like four hours of fucking hundred degree fucking heat and wrestling, um, but yeah, no, it's definitely it's such a unique experience. There's definitely nothing like it. Yeah, yeah I really got to get out there once. I guess I got to try to get tickets before beforehand. Before getting you... tickets is really getting tickets is really difficult, huh? Yeah, uh, it's. I read that this next event coming up, it's it's sold out in two minutes. So. You gotta just be on the refreshing. Yeah, I, I know there's a couple of people that like built programs for that shit. Apparently, uh, I'm not saying how we get ours, but I know it's definitely. <laughs> uh, you know, there's workarounds. People are figuring yeah, it out. Definitely, definitely. Right on, man. Well, you know, uh, we went a little longer than I expected, but it was it was a great chat. I love talking wrestling with, with diehard wrestling fans. Yeah, man. And, Absolutely. Uh, and three teeth. You know, we didn't even even talk about the band. Oh fuck the band! Let's talk about wrestling. Fuck it! But you guys do have, you guys do have an album coming out later yeah, this year. Yeah, we've got an album coming out in May, um, and you know we we, we produce. Uh, so we worked with uh, Sean Beaven, who 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 did um, you know Nine Channels' first two records, and Manson's like first three records, and you know did a bunch of Pantera stuff. He's just a, a really talented producer and, and, and mixing guy, and you know the the whole record just sounds massive. We had Howie Weinberg master it, like we the first record we just like it was like a garage record. It just sounds like shit to us, and then finally, you know, now we've gotten a, a space where we actually had a little time and money. Um, we kind of made the record that I think is it's really awesome. I'm really proud of it. So. That's um, awesome. And when's that coming out? Coming out in May. Uh, we haven't set the hard release date on it, but it's finished, and now it's just like in one of those like, eh, like what's the release date time of conversations? But I think we'll, we'll we'll have an update on that probably in the next week or so. Like actual, you'll see it. You'll see a press release floating around. 
Cool. And I love, I got to say, I love the aesthetic of the band, like the logos and everything. Like, who who does that stuff? I, I do all that stuff. I, I do sort of all the design and art direction. It's sort of a, you know, a passion of mine. And it's funny because, like, that's where a lot, me and Adam get along really well because we're the type of people that, like, will do, like, every aspect of the project, you know? Right. Like, you know, it's like design and create and direct our own videos. And, like, it's just, it's, it's sort of like this uh, sort of holistic creative process that you have to apply to your project that I think that, we definitely we, we we connected on, which is cool. That's cool. So then now that since you're the uh, graphic design guy, and I, I'm a big big fan of the graphic design, and I've you know I, I'm the one doing all the graphics for Metal Injection stuff. I always mm-hmm. like to ask, like, what are your favorite wrestling logos? Do any stand out mm-hmm. to you? Mm-hmm. I think Seth Rollins is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Roman Reigns looks like uh, Rough Riders logo from DMX. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I love I love when they do like the symmetrical ones. So that always yeah, I, it was good. Yeah, but I thought I thought I thought Seth Rollins was kind of cool. It's kind of like it's like this sort of like sigil type like target type thing, which yeah. is interesting. Like um, it, it feels sort of like modern, um, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, I don't know. I, so I haven't put much thought to that. It's kind of interesting. I just personally like I'm I'm such a sucker for the tradition, the classic WrestleMania logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, so sure. it's like all of their art in the '80s. I felt was so ahead of its time. Like it was so much better than even but, like other broadcast things. Like the old old WWF logo. Yeah, dude, like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I just I don't really like how the stuff looks now. To be honest, it's sort of like I mean, it's like kind of like NFL and stuff at times. So yeah. Like, what do you think about their their new logo? Like when they went from the attitudey WWE, you know, like the scratchy logo to now the more symmetrical, like Wonder Woman WWE logo. I don't really like it to be honest. I, yeah. But I didn't really like Wonder Four either. I mean, to me, it's like I, I had the the hardest time switching over to even calling it WWE. To be totally honest, like for the longest time, I was still just like, no, I refuse to call it WWE. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely. T- the old school one is my favorite. Like, I, I want, I want to get like a pin or something. Like, it always just, I, I, I have like this warmth in my heart when I see it. Like, it just absolutely level dude, of nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. Awesome, Alexis. Thank you so much for hanging yeah. out and chatting. Absolutely, man. Anytime. You know, and, uh, if you ever, you ever yeah. need an extra, an extra, an extra guest on the show or something, always done. Maybe next time you can convince Adam to come on. The three of us, we could all shoot the shit together. You know, that would be cool. Shot. That would be cool. No, I mean, I, I'm sure he did when he's less busy or something like that. It's just, of course, of course. He, contrary to public, I know they, they are working on a record. He is trying to raise children. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> he's got a lot. Have you heard any of the, the new? I, I mean, you have to have heard it, right? Uh, I've, I've heard some things. I've heard some things. Some good things. <laughs> That's it. Obviously, yeah. I mean, it's fucking awesome, dude. Like everything those guys do, it's 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 like you don't you don't. The guy's a perfectionist. You know, Adam is the true definition of perfectionist, and it's like something he said to me one day. He's like, dude, it's not it's not good when it's done. It's done when it's good. So you know, it's one of That's those people. That, uh, I read. Some, I think like Buzz from the Melvin said the shortest song was like twelve minutes. Is that is that true? Uh, I don't know about that. You know, and a lot of things that they have been working on, I've heard snippets and stuff like that that they've been yet to arrange and stuff. So I, I mean, in terms, of, in terms of like you know coming up with a, 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 a time frame on the song I like that seems sort of crazy to even be like eh, the song is 12 minutes like I know Maynard's just starting to do vocals on stuff now and I'm sure arrangements will change and you know yeah, we're actually yeah. it's still the, the puzzle the pieces of the puzzle are still coming again exactly exactly they're just sort of I guess uh, creating a bunch of stone to sculpt out of you know gotcha well yeah once again thank you so much we'll definitely have you back on maybe like Trying to do something uh, around WrestleMania, do a little like prediction show or get some past guests and yeah. you know, we can do that. Absolutely, man. I'm always down. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alexis. At, check out Three Teeth, the Industrial Revolution. It's coming back to heavy metal. You guys are at the forefront. I'm into it. <laughs> All right, on, brother. I'll check you later. All right. What a fun time talking to that dude. Great stuff. Really fun insight and of course please uh, if you like what you hear let me know on social media at squared circle pit on twitter squared circle pit on facebook just look for us there and my personal social media is rob injection on any platform that i'm on <laughs> if you'd like to follow me i always appreciate it and you know we talked a lot about wwe we talked about wrestlemania in the interview i want to talk a little bit about new japan i'm really excited because uh new japan has their 45th anniversary show on March 6th 
and it looks to be a really awesome card. But the match I'm most looking forward to is actually the main event, which is Okada, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, against Tiger Mask W. Now, Tiger Mask W is a new anime that's on in Japan, and I have to say I've been watching it on Crunchyroll. I'm not even really an anime fan, but it is a great wrestling cartoon <laughs> and it has an awesome rockin uh tiger mask w intro like the intro to it is so rocky oh i'm gonna play it after this uh or maybe it's the outro one of them both of them are actually really good like cheesy sort of power metal rock songs so i'm into it and, and the animation is fun and it's you know it's a very simple cartoon but the cool part is tiger mask w is played by koda ibushi who you might have seen at the Cruiserweight Classic Tournament, he, he isn't doing much wrestling right now. So seeing him in the main event as this character that he's been playing, for the most part, it's been kind of exhibition matches, but this is going to be a legit match. Now, uh, Tiger Mask W's mask has been getting in the way, so hopefully he gets that resolved because I can't wait to see that match. Also, I'm really excited at the last show that Suzuki, who sadly did not win the world title, is starting a program with Shibata, who is like the younger Suzuki. I didn't even realize how much I wanted to see this match until they started uh, setting up this feud. That's going to be awesome. Also, uh, well, they're not wrestling at this 45th anniversary show because Shibata is defending his British heavyweight champion against the debuting Zack Sabre Jr. Good for that dude to get a new Japan book. Uh, there's a bunch of great matches. I gotta say, you know, like if you are are a big wrestling fan and, and might be a little disappointed in WWE and looking to expand your horizons, check out New Japan. Check out this show. It's going to have English commentary. You just go to njpwworld.com and I believe there's even an English site now, so they're trying to make it a little easier. And it's worth it. It's really, really excellent wrestling. <laughs> Alright, well that's going to wrap it up for me. I'm going to Let's play out with the Tiger Mask W song. I'll see you in two weeks on the Squared Circle Pit. Oh, my God.